Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 236 with a review of World War Z. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases hitting a theater near you. Uh, each week, we're going to try to bring you as many reviews as we can. This week, we had a review of The East. We have this review of World War Z. And then also the uh, big financial hit this weekend, uh, Monsters University. Um, how you doing today, Carson? Yes. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. You know, it's really weird. Uh, not really that weird, but like we got World War Z here. Um, and in addition to this zombie thingamajigger, I just got into the show. Um, well, it's only like three episodes, so I haven't got that far into it. Um, but have you heard of the show In the Flesh? I think it's called In the Flesh. I, I have heard of this show. Yes. Um, that that the, the new... I can tell you a story about this show. Okay. Well, uh, in just a moment. Uh, okay. But yeah, so I I just watched the first episode of that, uh, which is fantastic. So I'm like in a zombie mood. But I've also been playing the game uh, The Last of Us. I almost forgot the name of it for a second, um, which is. Uh, a new you've heard me talk about uncharted um on the show before uh, which yeah. is like one of the best ps3 games or playstation games in general um from the company naughty dog and their latest game is called the last of us and it involves um a dude and a girl um moving around a you know like post-apocalyptic united states and uh yeah lots of zombie craziness happening in this game so it's like I'm all like zombied out, but uh, I'm enjoying it. And it's kind of weird, the different takes on zombies. Like here, um, what we get in World War Z, what we get in The Last of Us, and obviously In the Flesh is a drastically different take on zombies than any of the other two. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a crazy zombie-filled week I've had. So what's your story about uh, In the Flesh? Well, uh, I, I had seen um, a review of the show in the newspaper and I had never heard of the show before and I kind of just read the basic plot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, immediately I was like, this sounds really awesome. Um, I want to check this out at least the first episode. Um, so I recorded the first episode, um, cause it was premiering that night on BBC America. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like this is cool. Cause it's only three episodes, like how they do Sherlock um, so it won't be like I'm devoting my time to like a whole series, like a, you know, 13 or 24 episode series or whatever episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, that's cool. Um, well, I had no idea that the BBC America was playing all three episodes back to back to back. So like it started Thursday and then the next one was Friday and the next one was Saturday. <laughs> so I thought heard. they, were, I thought they were going to do it weekly yeah. for three weeks so I recorded the first episode, and then the, the following Thursday, I went to go record the second one, and I was just like, oh, it's not listed, and then I looked it up, and it was just like, yeah, we plan on playing them all back-to-back as part of some, like, horror weekend or something, and I was like, oh, well, Well, you're, shit. Sp- you're supposed to be able to grab it uh, in demand for, um, for BBC America. Oh, but, you can? Yeah, I, I believe that's uh, one of the things they're doing, so check... With your check your local cable subscriber and uh, if you have, <laughs> I will. I have to do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's available that way. Because I haven't. I still haven't watched the first episode yet. But uh, right. yeah, that, yeah, that's that's as far as I I uh, I got. I was about to last night watch episode two, but I was gnarly tired and ended up crashing out at like six p.m. So <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like we like I said, it's like the Sherlock uh, mold where each episode is 
pretty much a feature length movie. Yeah, and, and so for for anybody who doesn't know what In the Flesh is, it's basically the story of there. It, it's post big zombie outbreak, and uh, they are actually referring to people who uh, were zombies as partially deceased syndrome survivors or people. Um, and essentially, they have found a uh, a way to rehabilitate people who have become zombies and make them not all like let's try to kill people. And they are now trying to reintegrate them into society. But essentially, there are groups of people who are um, afraid because these zombie people were all killers and eating all everyone else's loved ones and friends and stuff like that. And they're afraid that, you know, they could they could turn back into full-fledged zombies. And the people who used to be zombies are now, like, on, like, meds to keep them normal. And they have to, all have to wear, like, contacts and, like their skin's all pale like basically it's like they're zombies but it's kind of like in Shaun of the dead at the end when like they're like oh zombies yeah. are cool now except for the, the they have their minds are coming back to them and stuff like that so it, it's just a, an amazing premise and it's well executed um and uh yeah it's i mean the the what are they called like the human volunteer federation or whatever this organiz like these these groups of people who are like all afraid of the zombies still and like really hate them they're they're kind of like an, an east organization um or an a the east organization where they're yeah. like oh like screw zombies we got to get them out of our towns and stuff like that it's just so they're, a, they're still trying to kill zombies and stuff yeah it's just it's just, it's a brilliant concept and uh it's definitely a a a an an awesome uh take on the zombie genre because it's so radically different from yeah. all the other kind of stuff that we get out there so it's yeah no that's that's totally why i was intrigued to at least watch the first episode to see if it was as good as uh this review had had put it yeah i i mean so far like i said that's all i've seen but i think it is that good yeah so and from what i've heard from other places it sounds like it's pretty good i mean when you've got you know, when you when you got a show that's done by the Brits, it's usually pretty top notch. Yeah, they they tend to crank out some awesome stuff, especially when they're not like trying to drill something in the ground with like a nineteenth season. They're like, you know, we're just gonna do three episodes and see where this goes. Yeah, exactly. And we're gonna do like two seasons tops or something. Yeah, it's yeah. always good, except for when they take an awesome show like The Misfits and then give it its last season. Ah, um, uh, well, I can't relate to that. It's uh, it's it's just say it's very sad when when all your characters leave the show and the one guy left in the show um asks to leave the show partway through that season yeah you know you got a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta end it he's like hey uh can you guys like write me out of the show because <laughs> yeah i'm tired of being here hey at least one of the guys uh went on to do game of thrones so that's cool oh well that's that's probably a better gig <laughs> yeah he has a super creepy role in it too but uh, anyways um yeah i guess the real question here is is whether world war z you know can pan out to be as good as in the flesh is um, i don't know about that <laughs> i know that uh you know before seeing this film you definitely uh, would not have expected that at all so <laughs> it's time to find out no. whether the film uh, changed what your expectation because it can't really change what your expectations were but let's just see if this film well i mean it could because like, if you go in with low expectations and it's awesome then yeah but but it, but it can't change what those expectations were that's true yeah. from the beginning i guess it just changed your opinion on it i guess i mean though with uh damon lindelof helping write it i guess it it, <laughs> it, it, it could involve time travel going back the in time internet's and changing, favorite punching bag damon <laughs> lindelof her. yes 
um which i don't know did, did you listen to the slash film episode where they they uh talked to him i got the highlights from my girlfriend what, what was where her? he was talking about how the reason he makes fun of himself a lot is because he heard george lucas talking about the star wars prequels and he was very uh he wouldn't you know admit that they were bad or right am i am i right on this uh, yeah <laughs> i mean that's essentially like he was trying to give backstory as to why he uh is self-deprecating a lot we'll just say i i, I will after listening to that episode i i feel like going a little easier on him like i i i gained some respect from him just listening to him talk uh outside of just i mean i i, I think it's great that he has a sense of humor about it um you know i totally think so but my girlfriend her opinion on it was she respected him a little more until he started talking about Prometheus and was just like, yeah, well, you know, you got to do, you know, you know, I only did what Ridley wanted me to do. And it's like he was kind of throwing the blame on him and not on himself. But I don't know. I'm, you know, reporting someone else's opinion. I did not listen to the episode. So All right. well, you have to check it out and see uh, what if. if- what your your opinion is anyway that, that this... i mean i i like i said i do like the fact that he has a sense of humor about it um but it does seem like he retracts or makes a statement that's you know self-deprecating anytime a, a project of his comes out so it does seem to be a lot yeah well i, I at least feel like he but he... maybe not on this movie i don't know maybe yeah maybe not i don't i don't i i i, I, I just I wasn't trying to make a joke about him, just about the fact that he likes things that involve time travel, and that's what would be required to go back in time and change your presuppositions about the film. So, oh, like, okay. I wasn't yeah, trying to make works. a dig at him, just yes. saying because he is somebody who is involved in rewriting part of the end of this film. That, it, it, yeah, it. Yeah. Either way, I wasn't trying to make a dig at him, just trying to use his familiar familiarity with time travel to make a joke about correcting the statement that i made which was not working because it was past tense future tense blah blah, blah. anyways what do you say i stop rambling and yeah, we, take we a... can discuss the merits of his contributions to this movie let's take a look at the trailer for world war z and then uh catch everybody up on our thoughts of this film <laughs> Yeah, are these the roots? What is it? Statue of Liberty or Snowman? Declared martial law. Daddy, what's martial law? Moscow's still dark. Life as we know it will come to an end in 90 days. It's on us to change that. I can't leave my family. Don't pretend your family is exempt. When we talk about the end of humanity. I don't want to leave you. I have to go. I'll keep our kids safe. a memo sent from this installation. Pretty obvious nobody back home bothered to read it. 
If I could get into Russia, where would I start? Russia's a black hole. I need answers. Guns are half measure. You with the CIA? But they're not with me. Karen. Is there anything left out there? If we knew where this thing started, then maybe we could kill it. I think these things have a weakness. Every human being we save is one less to fight. Okay, so World War Z is the film that is partially based on the big, uh, highly loved book. Uh, so much love that a lot of people have been apparently, uh, a lot of people have been throwing around the statement, uh, it's fine that they make this movie, but why they have to call it World War Z is what I mm. constantly heard spouted by people all over the place. And, uh, you know, I haven't read the book, but I will say there's a world, there's a war going on. And it's zombies. So and there's no, lots of Z's. Yeah, no, no matter... I <laughs> uh, see what you did there. Uh, no matter how much Shh. this film strays away from the book, I think World War Z is an apt title for this film. Um, just just going to oh, throw yeah. that out there. Just going to say... Um, it's even, an appropriate title. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. No matter how far it stretches from the books uh, or the book. Um, yeah. But that being I have said, not read the book either, so... Uh, World War Z is uh, the story of, obviously, this crazy... Uh, fast-spreading zombie uh, apocalypse kind of just strikes basically the entire globe and uh, people don't know how to stop it because uh, people are turning uh, basically within 12 seconds of being bitten and uh, it's just spreading like crazy because you got really fast-moving zombies that are extremely violent and terrible and uh, a group of people are trying to find out where the origin of this event is is because if they find out where it started, they might be able to find a way to stop it. And uh, Brad Pitt is being paraded around the globe in search of the uh, patient zero for this epidemic. So, Carson, yes. I know you were not excited for this film. Uh, like many other people in the world, just zombie wall is any all you guys could say <laughs> after seeing the trailer. I was sort of like... I felt, I mean, this this is probably sure isn't accurate uh, at all, but I felt like the lone person on the planet that was actually excited to see World War Z. Um, uh, yes. So I can only... Except for maybe like Joe Blow moviegoer who's just like, yeah, okay, Brad Pitt, zombies. Yeah, I like yeah. zombie movies. I like zombie movies, all right. Um, so I can only expect uh, oh, what, what you're going to say, but why don't you go ahead and enlighten us all uh, with uh, what you thought of World War Z. I just want to point out my favorite comment um, when the trailer came out about the zombie wall from somebody online was that they half expected like the the zombie wall to form like a giant face like in the mummy, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I like I thought that was totally fitting because it does look like that, gotcha. but worse. Anyway, um, I did not actively hate World War Z, but I will say that it is uh, nothing exciting. Um, it, it can 
snuggle up next to company you keep um, in the <laughs> unexciting uh, thriller territory. Um, except this time, not only is it unexciting and unappealing in the thriller genre, but also the zombie genre. Um, so what you really, really wanted was Shia LaBeouf going around saying, how do I get into Russia? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, I would have seen that movie. Yeah, it would have been... I'm not I'm not knocking Brad Pitt. I thought Brad Pitt um, totally great in this movie. And Brad Pitt's good in any movie he's in. But you know what would have been really awesome? I'm jumping ahead, but you know what would have been really awesome? Two Brad if, Pitts. <laughs> that would have been good too. But if Brad Pitt was playing himself, I just think that would have been great. Like a this is the end kind of thing. <laughs> but he's the only person playing himself. <laughs> but he's the only person playing himself. And he's not married to Angelina Jolie. He's married to... Uh, you know, a woman who vaguely looks like the girl from The Killing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would just been hilarious if he's just like, guys, I was in Twelve Monkeys. I know all about mental mental illness, or it just and he's just like referencing his movies and just like he's like, guys, I'm the hero. I'm Brad Pitt. I can't die. Trust me. I'll go into I'll go into Israel. Um, I don't know. That just would have been like a lot more interesting to me to watch. Um, because what's on screen was not interesting to watch. For me, uh, it was, it's nothing you've seen uh, done, like everything in this movie has been done before uh, much better in other movies, uh, specifically 28 Days Later. Um, this is this is basically just a bigger budget uh, version, bigger budget, tame, uh, watered down version of 28 Days Later. Because uh, I think you get everything about World War Z was like totally covered in 28 Days Later. You get the zombie invasion or the, you know, the rage invasion. Um, infected with what? <laughs> <laughs> you get you get the infected crazy people, the fast zombies, if you will. Um, you get uh, lots of creepy, you know, like abandoned city shots and you get lots of good thrills and scares you get a uh, shaky cam that's used effectively not where i can't see what's going on whatsoever and uh you get great action sequences um and you get zombies that are actually scary and not ones that just look like rabid human beings that can somehow uh just climb walls with each other well it's um, just, it's and the, that the aren't like just like allow them to climb the walls yeah, but they're not just like complete CG creations that aren't appealing. Like, I mean, the zombies in this movie weren't scary. Um, there were like two 10 year old kids in this film in the theater that I saw it in, and I don't think they were scared at all. Like, they, like this, this could easily have been like a PG movie um, back in the 80s. Like, this, this was just like, or a G rated movie for all I, for all I care. Like, I mean, there was nothing to this movie that was scary or thrilling. Um, and like I said, that hasn't been done 28 Days Later. Now, I know you're probably going to say, I d didn't bother me. But truly, you had to acknowledge that the shaky cam in this movie was pretty atrocious. Like, I, I know I call it out a lot, but that scene where they're running up uh, the stairwell in the apartment complex to get to the roof to get saved by a three-second cameo from Matthew Fox... Um, <laughs> I, I recognized him when he first appeared in the helicopter, like, and I was like, is that, is that him? And then like, <laughs> you finally, like halfway through the movie, he bends down. He's like, yes, I, I am Matthew Fox. Yeah. You're just like, uh, Damon Lindelof. Can you 
tell us the mystery of that uh, cameo. Uh, what? Again, it would have been a lot more interesting if uh, Matthew Fox, you know, punched a zombie in the crotch or something, or saved them via party bus, something yeah. like that. But uh, or or, anyway. or shot Tyler Perry's wife. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and been a bald psychopath. Yeah, um, but no, dude. Uh, like when they're running up that stairwell and they're trying to get to the roof. And all the zombies are chasing him. Like, I had no idea. It was dark. It was, like, crazy shaky. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then all of a sudden, that kid shows up, and you're just like, where did he come from? Here's the one thing I will say about what you're bringing up right now. I am on record as being a fan of Shaky Cam's stuff. Like, usually when you're saying, like, Shaky Cam sucks, I'm saying, like, oh, it's just stylistic. It's cool, whatever. Don't hate on it. Like, that's usually the thing. Of all the films that I've actually been pro shaky cam on, this one, at least the shaking cam pertains. It's not just stylistic. It literally pertains to the insane. Uh, like if you were running in this zombie horde and trying to escape, you are essentially the shaking cam. Like it, it, I'm not saying it visually looks awesome. I'm saying that like, at least you got to forgive this film because technically the shaky cam is facilitating the franticness of the people involved in the story. Like it's, but I can't forgive this film because a, for exactly those reasons, like that if you want to use shaky cam to convey the freneticism and the insaneness of everything that's going on, that's great, but you better damn well use it right. Because if I can't see anything, then why bother watching this movie? Like, I can get behind Shaky Cam, like, Paul Greengrass style in, like, the Bourne movies and United 93 and all that because there is a sense of, like, the, the insaneness and the, the recreation of, uh, of, like, the thrill of these action sequences and whatnot. But I can see them, you know? Like, I, I can understand the geography of what's going on. It's not just, hey – Let's try and do that and just, you know, have the camera be wild. Like, I think th there's a there's an art to it and you got to know how to use it. And I don't think this movie uses it well at all. Like, I, if, if, I if, mean, you, if you re rewind the film two or three minutes, though, you see that, like, in the chaos, as Brad Pitt is trying to focus in on things, you see the shakiness, uh, like temporarily fade away as he chooses to concentrate on something in the crowd so it's like shakiness of the other people who are being frantic and then it steadies for the things he concentrates on so like there is a communication there obviously once you get to that point in the film brad pitt has stopped trying to concentrating on things and he's just concentrating on running so you are living in the shakiness too but earlier in the film they do establish a chaos versus uh definitive like concentrating on a thing like there is a... But you still have to establish the, you know, you still have to establish the scenes of these movies. Like you can't just throw a camera in there and and have you know have it shake around and and think it's all going to be good. Like the, like I feel like that these things have to be calculated. And this movie didn't feel like that way at all. Like I mean, like I said, Twenty Eight Days Later is an example of the movie in the same genre that uses it like way better. And 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 like that that's a good ex like a good you know, comparison to this because I don't think this movie, I mean, cause like, come on, we got to see something during these action sequences. Like, yeah, we can, you can convey the, the craziness of it, but still have us, you know, be engaged into it and be able to like see everything. 
Because, I mean, obviously you're just going to alienate your audience and it's going to – you're not going to be involved in the, the chaos, if you will. Yeah. But anyway, this movie is still – I mean, that that even if that problem wasn't there, I mean, this movie still has the problem of being, you know, been there, done that, and also being just – I mean, it's just really dry. Like, I mean, it's like eating stale cookies or something. You're like, well, like I'll finish them, but I, I don't really like it. I'd rather have fresh ones, you know. <laughs> so I mean, and and like I said, the the uh, the zombies weren't anything magnificent. And uh, uh, as for, I mean, obviously, we were kind of alluding to it in the the beginning, but you know, it was known that this movie had production woes, um, and that. They went back and, you know, obviously they hired Damon Lindelof to rewrite the the last uh, third of the movie. And uh, they came up with a whole new act. And, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you can tell that this movie uh, had a whole completely reshot third act because there's a moment in this movie, let's say, where I'll just say, you know, that there's a crash that happens in this movie. And the uh, Brad Pitt wakes up and then everything from there on it's it's almost like it, it's just been deflated like you're just like this is almost like a completely different movie which is weird because i mean that that is where you know it's the the last act starts but it just it feels like so much of a shift and to go from these kind of big huge set pieces in the first two acts and then all of a sudden we're down to this uh really small like kind of intimate uh third act which i mean could have worked, but there really isn't interest anything interesting going on in terms of the resolution. I mean, like I, I just all of a sudden it, to me it just felt like a it came to a complete halt. Really, um, like they they were doing a lot of you know going back and forth and uh, between like Brad Pitt and then like his wife and it, and his daughters on the ship and like the people doing the work there, but then all of a sudden it's just like. I don't know. It just it it totally feels like it's from a separate movie, and I just I did I do think there's a clash there, and uh, yeah, like I I just I, I I think that it really ultimately doesn't work. I mean, overall, I mean, by the time it's not like I was enjoying the movie, and then all of a sudden that happened, then I was just like, well, now I've lost my interest. I mean, I the whole time I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going along with it, but. I don't know that that last act like just really stood out to me as being it didn't didn't click with the other two. Well, it, it's the reason it doesn't, and to uh, I mean, first off, um, this I I consider this film to be just sort of all right. Like um, I I didn't hate it, um, and there are a bunch of things that I actually like in the film, and some some things that. Uh, like I, I wasn't bored during it. Like, like, like you said that you were like, I, there are actually things that I enjoyed. I actually, um, while, while the, while you said like, there's nothing scary about it. I think that, that, that the zombies, the zombies themselves aren't what's in, what's scary. What's scary is the, 
uh, intellectually it's scary like to think about the wide like the scenario in which I mean, most zombie films like oh crap there's a bunch of walkers and how do we sneak by them without getting caught kind of thing or yeah even in like 20 days later it's like it's like oh shit there's a bunch of fast ones but as long as we can get inside something we'll be safe like this is like a thing where it's like the sheer number of them intellectually you're like that is really just frightening like this just the way it spreads and how quickly it happens and how you can just be totally safe one minute and then like super screwed. Like there's a, like, I think the most, the, the, to me, the most brilliant moment in this film from a, a kind of, Oh crap moment is um, really, it happens right at the top of that stairwell that, that you uh, hated so much um, uh, where Brad Pitt jumps on top of the ledge. Like that, I think that moment is a genuine, like, Brad Pitt is aware of what is happening to some level. Like he knows enough about what's going on to be like crap. And he does something without even considering how it would affect uh, his, his family and the people he's trying to rescue off the top of the building. But it's the thing that needs to be done. If what he's worried about happening may be happening. Like that moment I think is, is perfect. Like I, I really like that moment. The second he hops up there and his wife's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's just counting in his head. I was like, that's an oh shit moment. Like that's, that's actually really cool. Like that, that I, I felt worked and like moments like that throughout the film, I think are interesting. Uh, but like the reason there is that disconnect, that was a really long tangent uh, to go back to just saying my, my general thoughts on the film. But the reason there's such a huge disconnect is because this film is trying to be two films on one side, the beginning of the film, it is trying to be contagion which is a film that both of us really, really enjoyed, um, yeah. which is about a worldwide pandemic that is spreading and a group of people trying to find suspects or pa- not suspect zero, patient zero, <laughs> so they can figure out what the hell this thing is and try to stop it. Yeah. And, and if Brad Pitt was playing himself, he could have been like, hey, my buddy Matt Damon was in Contagion. <laughs> He's and immune. He was immune. Um, so I know all about this. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so like that aspect I really enjoyed and like this, this globe trotting, like we have to go here. We found out some information. Now we have to go here. Um, there's a point in the film where they just go F it rushes a black hole. We ain't going in there. And, and then the film changes to story two, which is more, uh, 28 days later, let's be in a building with getting rushed by fast moving zombies. And yeah. like, 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 obviously the fast moving zombies is, is throughout the whole thing. And that, that's that, that is 28 days later inspired. And, but like it, there are two distinctly different things. One is just survival. And one is this uh, thriller in which people have to go around investigating things. But I, I think it really, it doesn't achieve either of those things particularly well. Um, so the film as a whole doesn't work because like if, if both sides of them were, were done extremely well, you could be like, yeah, the film feels divided, but both those halves of the movie are really good. Unfortunately, we don't get that. Like they're both, they're both kind of subpar and like contagion is w- what makes that film great. I mean, besides the fact that it's just like a freaking all-star cast, it's shot beautifully and it just looks amazing. And the story is awesome. It's yeah. really just intellectually uh, stimulating like completely like like seeing them like it's it's it is the biological equivalent to the hacking scenes in the social network like yeah. se- seeing people talk about how this is spreading and, and, and where it's moving and how this started and then at the end of the freaking film you find out how it all started um yeah, even though it, yeah. even though it's sort of a montage after the fact and that's sort of in a way cheating um uh, it, it still works perfectly in contagion and in this film we never know 
how this starts. All we know is certain groups of people um, encountered it first, and at that time, people were changing in you know days or 15 minutes or a certain amount of time, when by the time we reach the point we are in this film, uh, it, it, people are changing in a matter of 12 seconds. Um, and, and like, you know, I think there's even a line where a character says like, yeah, airplanes were the perfect transportation method or some bullcrap yeah, like, that. Something like that. Like yeah. in Contagion, it totally makes sense. The fact that Gwyneth Paltrow is traveling and she comes over and like brings this, she's like one of the carriers and like she gets it in a foreign country. Like that totally makes sense because she is just a person who has a cold theoretically when she gets on the plane. She's not this like crazy person who is attacking people and trying to eat their faces. Um, yeah. So there's like it's just weird that like they kind of have this on on the one end they're trying to be like we got to like figure out all this stuff and discover a cure on the other end they're trying to like come up with some like M Night Shyamalani cure for how they're gonna like do away <laughs> with all these um, zombies um, yeah like all that stuff is really kind of what brings the film down but like <laughs> the initial stuff though with with Brad Pitt like kind of trying to figure out what's going on and like talking with people and finding out about like how much they know like i was totally engaged with that like i mean really the best part of this film is the stuff that um is based on what little i know about the books is a little bit more derived from the books and that's when he's finding out what other country like what north korea does to to try to protect themselves is like just hearing that was crazy think it was korea right that removed all the teeth yeah, yeah, North Korea. Yeah, like that like hearing stuff like that or like the fact that like Israel is is one of the most uh uh non-infected uh you know places on the entire freaking planet because of precautions they took and like hearing about who fell really easily, who stood up to everything, like all that kind of information that you're getting from the film is is totally interesting and exactly what this film needed to kind of progress, but everything else is kind of just um, it just doesn't uh, it just doesn't strive to be anything other than like uh, like crazy action scenes, and it's like there yeah. this this film teeters on the line of being something really interesting. That's like the the from what I know, uh, like I think I've read like the prologue or the introduction or whatever the first little section of of the the book is. I read at some point in time, and really what it is 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 a guy recounting people's stories and events that took place during this zombie war. So it's yeah. like after the fact knowledge of what happened to different groups of people. And um, that's like really what this film needed to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just talking about that from a standpoint of like, I love the books and like, I wish this film was really what the book was supposed to be. Just like from an intellectual standpoint, like the film isn't doing anything to justify um, its crazy zombiness. I mean, Yes, it is presenting zombie hordes in a way that we haven't seen anywhere. Um, it's a way that obviously you didn't like because it's too computerized looking for you. Me, I kind of buy into it a little bit more just because I've, I've played games like Left 4 Dead and things like that where just the onslaught, the sheer number of zombies becomes interesting, not in how well it's executed, but just the concept of what you're seeing. Um, so like I was kind of a little bit more lenient on that. Um, but like that isn't like really the focus of this film. Like it kind of just changes partway through and it's, I don't know. It just left me wanting more. <laughs> it left you for dead. Yeah, it did. Zing. Uh, yeah, that was my attempt at humor there. Um, 
I know I it does favor spectacle over smarts in this film. Uh and um yeah, because it, it really just like is a lot of big action set pieces crammed together um with zombies. I mean they're they're trying like you said, they're trying to go for that kind of uh thriller, like a pandemic, like what contagion did. They are trying to go for that like intellectual side of it. But it just doesn't. It, it never. It never works. Like I, I will agree though that um, the scene where Brad Pitt uh, on the apartment building, you know, runs up to the edge. I, I do agree that that that's a really good moment. Like that. Yeah. That moment makes you realize. Okay, you know, even though Brad Pitt is the hero, and we know what's going to happen, and we know that he's going to, you know do his thing we at least get you know get the sense that like brad pitt isn't a stupid guy like he's not playing a stupid character yeah um like most people in zombie movies are um he immediately responds to you know what's going on and he figures out like okay yeah like this is this is what's happening and i think i think they that film the film needed more moments like that like i mean that was that was a moment that would be in the movie this was trying to be, you know? Yeah. Um, there was another moment like that when he's in Jerusalem and he, uh, you know, does some uh, quick surgery on that woman. Um, <laughs> that's another moment where you're like, yeah, like Brad Pitt is onto this. Like he's not and, – and that's how the, the characters in 28 Days Later were like. They're not effing around. Like they – it's not like, oh, my mom got bit and I'm going to, you know, we're going to hold on to her until she turns and I'll finally kill her, yeah. you know, and struggle with it. It's like, no, you like you get bit, you're done. Like, you know, and, and that's and that's how Brad Pitt reacts up on the building. It's just like he's just like, I'm ready to jump if I turn, you know, he's yeah. not just going to be like, oh, honey, like I have to stay with you. Like, you know, it's just like that's good stuff right there. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like two like 10 second moments in a movie that isn't as good as those 10 second moments also quick question about our little uh, jerusalem friend um was she was she added later in the filming because i mean even if you look at the the plane scene um where you, like in, in the trailer where you have brad pitt like holding onto the carpet of the airplane um you don't yeah. see her there in that scene <laughs> yeah i don't know if she was uh added back in or not because she, she, she it's, felt it's, like it's she very was, well that it could have been, yeah. She felt like she was put there simply to give him somebody else to be forced to try to protect. I, I feel like that is a valid point because I it seems like that and maybe the original um, version that she may have died on the plane and then they decided when they reshot everything like, hey, we're bringing you back. Yeah. You're gonna live, and Brad Pitt's gonna protect you. Um, I think that's a. I think that yeah, very well could have been what happened. I mean, that, that's just that's just a a feeling I had during the film. That's not like coming from any knowledge or anything like that. It's just like for yeah. any, for for anybody listening, like I, that's just uh, I, I'm curious about that fact. I I would be I would say that's a safe bet, like because it, it definitely felt that way. That that's what they were doing. Yeah. I, I, um, I will say that that plane scene um, in the context of the trailer, I was not expecting like any time a plane goes down. Like I, I, I just I didn't see how are they on. Like clearly he knows there's zombies before he gets in the plane and then he's on a plane and then there's zombies 
and I wasn't sure how the plane was going to be put into the condition of um, of being oh crap there's a hole in the side of the plane but the way that uh, that action scene plays out totally worked for me like the the decision that uh, our smart character makes and just the way he kind of weighs the uh, the <laughs> the options yeah the options like zombies <laughs> and option to hopefully rid myself of zombies um totally uh kind of badass <laughs> he's like guys i'm brad pitt i was in the movie fight club which also featured a plane blowing <laughs> apart yeah with a giant hole on the side i, I got this i'm just saying like i i actually like really like coming leading up to the moment that it happens i'm like oh, i just don't know how this is gonna work um, especially given the role that our uh, Jerusalem friend uh, <laughs> plays uh, leading up to that moment. I was like, uh, you know, is this – like Mythbusters already proved you can shoot out a window on a plane and everything will be fine. I was just wondering how they were going to get to that moment. And like the way it worked, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Well, dude, you got to do like what Sam Jackson did. You shoot a hole in the side of the plane and get all the snakes out. <laughs> I mean, I think any any sane person would be like, all right, it's that time. I'm tired of these mother effing zombies on my mother effing plane. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, um, was it the wisest decision? No, but I mean, if you want to try and at least survive, if you want to have a chance of surviving, yeah. yeah, I think you would do the same thing. It would have been awesome, though, if like, once again, if Liam Neeson was there <laughs> and he's just like, all right, Brad Pitt, what's happening is you're going to die now. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, the reshot footage is that Liam Neeson is taking over this movie. Liam Neeson pulls out the alcohol truck, breaks all the little <laughs> bottles, and tape electrical tapes them to his fist and goes, F all the zombies, and just punches them Let me them show all. you how to kill these zombies. He's, he's biting the zombies and turning them human. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Now that's, a, like, all of a sudden I would be like, I'm on board with this movie right now. Holy shit! That, that, that's that's World War Knees, son. <laughs> uh, bra- bra- a slow clap for you, Bravo. That's a that's a oh man, that's a pitch. Why didn't Lindelof pitch that? I'm like, all right, Pitt. I know you're the star of this movie, but what the people really want to see is Brad Pitt punching the shit out of some zombies <laughs> with alcohol miniature bottles. <laughs> okay. Uh... He wants to see him biting them and turning them human. Unfortunately, though, um, and he and he walks up to the zombies like, "Where's my daughter?" The the only problem there is that Denzel Washington would have drinking all the alcohol bottles already <laughs> and dumped them out the side of the plane so that nobody saw them. Of course, yes. He's like, "Ugh." He's a ha ha, my Neeson. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg is uh, one of the scientists in the uh, in that facility. And they're like, hey, hey, Mark, Marky hey, Mark. Hey, we can't get into Wing B, okay? Wing B's got all the zombies in it. And then he asks his assistant, he's like, you got that cure yet? She's like, yeah, I got the cure, and it's good, Billy. It's good, Billy. I got some, uh, <laughs> I got some SARS for you, Billy. Uh, good times. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course, Russell Crowe shows up, and he's like, you, my eyes, hero. <laughs> But then That's he, what he says to Neeson. But then he can't stop the zombies, so he kills himself by falling off a bridge. Uh, yes, exactly. And then he gets reincarnated as a space god <laughs> on a planet called Krypton, flying uh, around on a giant space bug. Yep. And then yep. Uh, 
nobody knows what happened to Brad Pitt, so they have to get Michael Shannon to uh, find him. Yes, exactly. That's the sequel. Yes. That's World War uh, Z2. That General Z. <laughs> General Z, yeah, exactly. It all, all right. fits, dude. It all it all fits perfectly like a glove. Anyways, uh, back back to World War Z. Do you have, do you have any uh, last uh, closing comments? No, I will say uh, Brad Pitt could have been reincarnated as uh, Edward Norton's alter ego. Maybe all the zombies was in it was in his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so is, is that is that a no? No closing comments. I have no other closing comments on this movie. All right. Well, why don't we bring this little film to a wrap then? Carson, let's go ahead and get to our verdict for this. If you're going to need this, I must see. A recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must avoid. What would you give it? I am going to give it a pass. I... I I don't think you should see it. That's my final final opinion. Yeah, I think it's kind of just all right. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a pass also. I think that if you really want to see what this film had the potential to be, you should go out and rant both 28 Days Later and Contagion and just watch them back to back or, you know, I don't, either order. Maybe, maybe you watch half of one, half of the other, and then the <laughs> remainder of the first one and the remainder of the second one. Um, just because I think both those films are the perfect version of what this film tried to be on both fronts. Um, yeah. I mean, really, since I first saw 28 Days Later, that's been like the most spectacular um, I, even 28 weeks later, I, I really enjoyed. So, uh, yeah, that was good too. Like, I mean, the, the opening scene to 28 weeks later is, is perfect. Um, just that, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Like I, I think you, maybe just go watch the opening scene to 28 weeks later, then watch contagion, then watch 28 days later. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, 28 days later, I set a bar pretty high for, for the modern zombie movie. Yes. So yeah, that bar was not uh, succeeded in this film. It uh, definitely was not. So they're gonna need James Cameron to raise the bar. Yeah, or he would just go so far below sea level that like the bar would just seem really high. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is our review of World War Z. Um, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh you can. PracticalCandy.wordpress.com. Cool. People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our reviews of The East and uh, the upcoming review of Monsters University. Um, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning um, or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this uh, episode will come from the soundtrack to World War Z. That one, I'm sure, has a soundtrack. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, yes. I mean, at the very least, it has about half a soundtrack and then half a soundtrack that belongs to another movie. Uh, afterwards. <laughs> At the very least, you could just play Zombie by the Cranberries. I could. <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so tempted to do that. Yes. Maybe I'll just intersperse it at random times during the review. 
That would be good. Like every, every time somebody says the word zombie or zombies, it just echoes from the song zombie. <laughs> zombie. <laughs> uh, that, zombie. Yeah. That's that's not enough. Uh, I, I don't have enough sense of incentive to spend that much time trying to edit this episode. <laughs> Um, it's putting too much. That's putting more effort than they put into this movie. But yeah, there you go. That is our review. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining me, Carson. Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, we will catch you all in a moment in our uh, Monsters University uh, episode. So. Take you to school. That's right. Where I can learn, or I can learn what I love and love what I learn. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, you're taking that improv class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>